welcome back, Poozers, to Green Lantern's podcast. I'm your host, Green Lantern, Will Smith of Sector 2814, and today I'm going over the Jeremy Adams Green Lantern number one comic. Just in time before Green Lantern number two drops about next week. I apologize for the late review, but as I'm new to the fandom, I wasn't quite sure how long I should wait before talking about potential spoilers and all that comes with that. With that said, let's get right into it. Jeremy Adams Green Lantern number one might be one of my favorite number one issues of all time in comic books, but it's not without some potential flaws or questions. First, let me say above all else, I bought two copies of every variant cover I could get, but some of the more rare ones I only got once. At the end of the year, I plan on giving away a bunch of these to folks in the community as a thank you for listening and tuning in. Let me start the review going over the art. There is not a single page inside of this comic that I feel was less than terrific. Some folks have pointed out they're not the biggest fans of the new look for Hal's costume, with the black running all the way up to the shoulders, but me personally, I love the look. It's newer, but familiar. It's not a total revamp, but feels close enough to what fans have seen in recent times that I really dig it. Every page in the comic has banger art. I was not let down by a single one. And the story is great so far for an intro issue, but I do have one particular issue with one plot point that Adams has here, and I'll go over that when we get to that panel. We start out with some miners in a collapsed shaft or a building pleading for help. The panels start black, and as you get lower and lower on the page, each one gets a little bit brighter and a little bit greener, until it's revealed that Green Lantern Hal Jordan is back where he asks them, do they need a lift? We then get a transition page that gives you a rundown of what's going on in the world. The Guardians of Oa have disappeared, and the United Planets have seized control of the Green Lantern Corps. These United Planets declare Sector 2814, which has Earth in it, an unsafe liability to the universe, and they have removed all Green Lanterns from the sector and reassigned them. It says one Green Lantern has quit in protest and returned to Earth to restart his life. This is where we get the beautiful new Green Lantern logo and a list of credits. The writer is Jeremy Adams, and the artist-slash-cover artist is Zermanico, along with colorist Romulo Fajardo Jr. and letterer Dave Sharp. Back into the action, Carol Ferris is on the phone, with the TV on in the background finding out that Hal Jordan is back as she tries to hurry off the phone and leave because it's clear she thinks he's going to show up. As she hangs up the phone and runs to get out of the house, she steps outside and the first thing she sees is Hal standing in front of her Tesla, waiting to greet her. The conversation feels strained, and he ends by offering to tell her where he has been over dinner, but she declines and zooms off. The next page is a hooded figure sitting in a bar overhearing a conversation about Green Lantern being back, and as the other two gentlemen celebrate having their hero back and not needing to worry anymore, Sinestro has a menacing look on his face. Moving forward, we move back in time one month. We get a starry night scene with Hal on a trailer drinking a beverage, listening to the local radio. Hal's contemplating his new purpose in life now that he's back home and what he's going to do going forward. 
And that's when he hears on the radio that there's an attack downtown that features some green lasers. He hops in his truck and floors it back into the city. He steps out of the truck and sees a cop fleeing the scene who tells him there isn't anything that can be done unless one of those super types shows up. And just before we can see what Hal is about to do, we are brought back to the modern daytimes. Hal is in a jet and he's joining two others as they fly through an obstacle course. Sometimes they're in the lead and then it rotates to him. As he's pushing his jet, he has a difficult time on the course pulling up and due to that, he smacks his aircraft alongside the mountain as he goes hurling into the sky. At that point, we find him safely back at the office where it's shown that these were drones and not really pilots in the sky. Good for training purposes, but expensive still. Hal and Carol get into an argument over what just transpired. The whole thing plays out similarly to the Green Lantern movie. As the conversation is concluded, we jump back into the past with Hal actually getting back into his truck, but he races towards the villain. The villain's name is Steel Fury, by the way. I didn't mention that earlier. Hal clangs Steel Fury with a piece of metal and knocks him to the side, but nothing major happens. In return, Steel Fury blasts Hal with green energy. Hal is on his knees looking worse for wear when Steel Fury approaches and blasts him again, but this time at close range. Steel Fury notices Hal's no longer taking damage, and that's when Hal tells him that his suit was made by the Guardians. The power source is manipulated by willpower, and nobody on Earth has more willpower than Hal Jordan himself. Hal absorbs the energy and makes a power ring out of it, and his Green Lantern costume, mask, and all appears on his body, telling Steel Fury to take a guess as to who he is. Now, I followed everything that has transpired. I've loved all the art. I love the pace of the story. I even love the story so far, but there is one spot that stands out that I'm having a hard time taking for what it is, despite loving this. And that is Hal Jordan basically absorbing the energy and creating a power ring and suit out of it. Is this power restoration permanent? Is it temporary? Will he need a power battery to recharge? See? Even with me not fully getting behind this one plot point, I'm already thinking about where the story goes from here, and to that, I've got a nod to Jeremy Adams. That's what I want out of a comic book. I want it to make me feel like the next one can't get here soon enough. Green Lantern number one gets an 85% charged power battery out of 100, and that rating can go up or down based on what it's connected to going forward. They killed it. I enjoyed it. I cannot wait for the next one to get here. I feel very blessed that Jeremy Adams will be writing the story of one of my favorite heroes for the foreseeable future, and I can't wait to see where issue two takes the story. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. Oh, P.S. For those who are like, but will... Wasn't there another Green Lantern story in this? Yes, there's a little spot at the back about Jon Stewart, and I will get to that review at a future time, but I wanted to give Green Lantern number one its full due that it deserves on this podcast before branching off and talking about another story. So thank you guys for your time. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you all have a lovely time. Now that I'm feeling healthier, I'm no longer sick, and we're further away from when the issue released, you should be seeing more and more content coming from me at a more rapid pace. Thanks again, everybody. Peace.